today's podcast uh, episode, we're going to be talking about the, in my opinion, the the biggest the biggest disappointment so far from the NBA season. So I'm going to be going over the Washington Wizards, the Timberwolves, and the Jazz, and the Rockets. All right, I want to start off with the Wizards in the Eastern Conference. Um, I think for the Wizards, pretty clear what their problem is. Uh, I mean, I mean, we saw it last year when when John Wall was out, that team functioned like a unit. They were all passing to each other. Uh, it seemed to me that they didn't really care who scored when John Wall was out, and they were they were winning. They they got a whole bunch of wins, and now, uh, not now that John Wall is back. Uh, it feels to me that that dysfunction is back. They're 20th in offensive rating in the league right now, and for defensive rating, they're 25th. So so this point is just effort, really. I mean, that's what defense really is. It's just effort. And when you don't have that, you're going to lose. And I feel like with that organization right now, there's a whole lot of uh, dysfunction right now. And yeah, so I think that's pretty self-evident for the Washington Wizards. Um, now for the more interesting ones, um, the Utah Jazz. Uh, the Utah Jazz last season, especially in the playoffs, we we saw how they were this great defensive team that could hold other teams in check. Like, for example. Um, Oklahoma City during the playoffs last season. Uh, Donovan Mitchell led that team to beat Russell Westbrook in the Thunder. And they've lost the identity of themselves. They're now 12th in defensive rating when they were definitely a top five or something like that defensive rating team. And just on paper, they should be better than they are right now. Right now, they're at... um, 13 and 15 and that's just not the same team that that we're crossing to from from last season uh they're four and six at home last season you could tell that that atmosphere just was insane during the playoffs and especially like for any home game really they're going crazy but four and six does not sound like that utah jazz team uh from from last season and I think that part of, part of all the teams that I've included with the Wizards, Jazz, Rockets, Timberwolves, all those teams have lost their identity, and and that's part of what I think that they should look to regain. And the only way that you can really regain that is through getting a solid win, uh, a, a meaningful win, not not against. Uh, a trash team like, like the Suns or the Cavs or the Hawks or the Bulls, but against a quality team. Which moves me on to the Rockets, who actually beat the Trailblazers pretty nicely uh, tonight. And I think that for them, uh, tonight was definitely a start in the right direction, where Chris Paul got a triple-double. James Harden, I believe, played, played pretty well. And I feel like overall they they played like 
they, they played the way that they should have last season, throughout this whole season, like they did last season, where where they had James Harden going off, uh, Chris Paul doing his thing, but then they also played really nicely on the defensive end. Uh, I felt and and that so I helped them, even though they fell behind early on. And as and as I was watching the game, I thought that this is going to be another repeat of of what was happening throughout the season, where they fall behind early and they just give up. And there's going to be a blow, another blowout. But they fought back. And I think this is them uh, returning back to their old sort of selves from last season where they are, ha- where, where I can see more of a will now to to compete uh, rather than a deflated energy. And I think part of that is most of their team now is fully healthy. They have Chris Paul back, full strength. Uh, they have James Harden course there that's pretty good um yeah so they forced 15 i mean no, not 15 uh 14 turnovers off of portland and only committed seven turnovers himself themselves so, so that's really good um as usual they got to the free throw line uh i i think part of the problem with them is yeah like i said earlier just defensively where last season they were headed by a great defensive-minded sort of coach, I guess. Uh, they had Chris Paul, Trevor Reza, uh, Luka Mbamute, who who all together changed that team to be more defensive-minded and make up for um, James Harden's infamous lack of defense. And I think that without those key players they they've returned to uh the rockets from two or three years ago where where, where they'll make the playoffs but they'll stink um but i think that they finally almost flipped the switch in this game where they dominated the paint and they got 64 points in the paint and and they got and they made nine threes which is less than they would like, but it's finally returning back to themselves from last season, where where their mentality was score in the paint and score from the three, score in the paint with Capella and Chris Paul if you can get in there, and sometimes James Harden with the little crossovers and uh, sketchy travel here or there, and then a little scoop layup, uh, and then maybe some threes mixed in there. But they finally got back to it where they scored, started scoring in the paint a lot more. Which I like because in previous games, and especially early on in this game, they were just jacking up threes uh, throughout. And I think that they finally realized that, hey, we're missing. And and, and we got to drive to the hoop rather than keep on missing from, from the threes and hoping that they would fall. And they didn't really start falling at all. So I think that this is more of a win that... that helped guide them in the right direction in the way that they learned because uh, if you look at it from last season against the Warriors when they went 0 for 27 from from uh, from, from the 3 in game 7 against the Warriors for that, for that one stretch they just kept on shooting 3's possession 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 and it was just frustrating to watch for any Rockets fan I'm not a Rockets fan but I, I imagine it was pretty frustrating because they had a huge lead and all they needed to do was just pound it into the paint and 
and get reliable scoring through that. And but they just weren't doing that. So I I, I really like what I, I really like the win that they got uh, tonight. Uh, and I guess that they can only hope that it transfers over. Uh, now I'm gonna go on to the. Uh, Timberwolves. And the Timberwolves are a bit more interesting. Uh, I feel like it's kind of difficult to point out where the problem is, even though I'm going to point something out that stood out to me. Um, I'm just going to say the offensive rating is 17th in the league, and then defensive rating is uh, 14th in the league. So they're in the middle of the pack, offensively and defensively, so they're kind of an average team. But I think that after that Jimmy Butler trade, they got off to a nice start from that, and I, I think that there's a whole lot of problems with this team that are very easily covered up by Carl uh, Anthony Towns, and then their wins against good teams, but then but then kind of get exposed again and again with, with their with their blowout losses or just losses to bad teams. Um. So I'm gonna go over Conley Town stats uh, overall and some patterns that that I recognize that correlated to them winning. So in games where he's had over 10 uh, total rebounds, they've won. Let me count: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So so they won 10 times and lost one, two. Three, four, five, six. So they're ten and six when he gets over ten rebounds. But when he gets less than ten rebounds, that that's when it gets more scary. Uh, when he gets less than ten rebounds, they're they, they only get three wins. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight losses. So they're three and eight when he gets less than ten rebounds. And I think a huge part of that is that I don't think that their defensive rating is that low unless they get those rebounds. I, I looked at the stat. Uh, rebounding percentage is pretty low for a team where Conley Towns is getting like 20 rebounds, 15 rebounds, 11 rebounds, day in, day out. Uh, but the rebounding percentage is 21st in the league at 49.3%. But when you delve a bit closer into that, you, you see that their defensive rebounding is abysmal. It's 28th in the league, 69.8%. That's 28th in the league. That's with the Rockets and Wizards, who both are teams that are also struggling. So we can kind of see a pattern here as well with, with those teams. Um part of that is if you aren't getting that defensive rebound the other, the other team is if if your team is not getting those defensive rebounds the other team is thus allowing other teams your your opponent second chance points which i think is a majority of why uh the Timberwolves defensive rating is so low as it is and their offensive rating, uh, or rebounding, offensive rebounding percentage is, 
11, so it's not even that bad. It's it's top of the pack, but it's just that defensive rebounding that I feel like it's a problem. Uh, and even though Carnegie Towns has been playing significant, uh, has been playing really well, really well uh, recently, putting up big numbers. Uh, most recent game, 31-11-4. Big numbers. Um, but when you look at it closer, they have uh, a pace of... 101.48 for 11th in the league, so that's pretty high. However, when you delve into a bit further, their true shooting percentage is 20th in the league. So what this tells me is that they're running, they're 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 conforming to the new style of basketball, um, where they're running and shooting threes, but they're just not making those threes. They're they're not making those shots that that they need to to make. And you look at the top five teams in the league in, in true shooting percentage. Golden State, Milwaukee, Toronto, New Orleans, LA. These are all good teams, aside from New Orleans Falcons right now. But then keep on going. Philadelphia, Dallas. Houston's top is at eight, but, but, but we already discussed their problems. Uh, Utah, same. Uh, we, we already discussed their problems, but Sacramento is 14 and 12. All of these teams are up there in, in true shooting percentage. And and part of that and part of the reason why is because they're making the three. Uh, we also go to effective uh, field goal percentage, which makes the three ball stand out even more. We look at Minnesota Timberwolves, they're 25th at 50.5. You know who's at 24? The Atlanta Hawks. The Hawks. All, all the teams below Minnesota are, are not going to be playoff teams. Heat, Bulls, Cavs, Knicks. Detroit has an excuse for being that low in effective field goal percentage because they're not a three-point shooting team. But for the Minnesota Timberwolves, for them to shoot the three ball, that much that they do with Derrick Rose, Cat, Wiggins, Gibson even maybe, they're, they're, not, they're not making them. Again, you look at the top 10 in effective field goal percentage. The Warriors, Bucks, Raptors, Kings, Pelicans, Lakers, Pacers, Rockets, Jazz, Mavericks, and then 11 Celtics, 12 76ers, teams that are trying to figure it out as well. Playoff contending teams are shooting the three ball and well. The Timberwolves are not. There's a whole lot of problems that are going on with the Timberwolves. I'm going to type in really quickly Wiggins stats. Andrew Wiggins. Let's, let's, see, his average, let's see his averages right now. Um, points, 16. Rebounds, 4. 3.9, but I'm going to round it up to 4. Assists, 2. 2.2, I'm going to round it down. And he's shooting... 72% from the free throw line. And 39.2% overall. From everywhere. Three-pointer, 37.1%. Two-pointers, 40.3%. Effective field goal percentage, 45.3%. What does that tell me? He's not your guy. 
he's got to be off the team. This is his fifth season in the NBA. His best season, scoring-wise. His third season in the NBA. He's only gone down since. They, he, he is not their guy. He has not done anything to help them this season. Sure, 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 he's had games where, you know, he's he, he's played well. But his best game this season, 26 points. And a win against Charlotte. That's not going to do it if he's going to be the second guy. Cat's best game, 39 points in a loss to Sacramento. That very same game, let me try to look for it. Uh, look at Sacramento. Oh, he didn't play, but still. That's not... He's had games where he's had zero points in 28 minutes. That's horrible. Nine points, 35 minutes. He is not your guy. His best game, like I said, 26 points, but shooting 58% field goal. His, his second best field goal shooting game, 57%, and then 55, 55, and then from there, those are his four best games, efficiency-wise. Where he scored 26, 19, 19, 16. Every other game since. Shooting significantly below 50%. He is not he is not contributing to their cause. And you look at the defensive effort from, from him on that team. It's it's not there. Does, does he have the talent? Sure. Yeah. And Jimmy Butler even said it. He, he has the most talent on that team. But he has to be able to exercise it and use it and show that he's capable and show that he's capable of it. Um now what I want to talk about. I wanna talk about some really surprising teams this season that I find. Um or, or just one surprising team that I find um that has climbed the the rankings. Uh in the East, is not really anybody. No one's really surprising in the East. Definitely Boston Celtics, who are kind of a bit low, but they're on a six-game winning streak, so I, I'm pretty sure they'll figure it out. They're figuring it out right now, I think. And they had a huge win uh, recently. I forgot against who. Let me check. Against the Pelicans, and that was without Kyrie, Horford, uh, Gordon Hayward, and uh, I think without Aaron Baines as well. And, and they played phenomenal. Um, since no one really in the East is surprising me, I can say Toronto is surprising me. But I mean, I didn't expect them to get this number one seed this quickly with with Leonard with with Kawhi. But am I shocked that that they got there? Not really. Uh, but in the Western Conference, I'm, I'm surprised with Oklahoma City, but. We can point to to them and say, all right, they got rid of Carmelo. 
they got Paul George playing well, Russell's playing well. They're playing like a team now. Uh, and defensively, they're playing pretty well, pretty stellar. And offensively, they're they're a monster. You see Golden State at number two. No one really doubted them. Yeah, they had that little thing when they had like a four-game losing streak, but that's not happening for a while again. In Denver right now, I mean, they're surprising me uh, with how well they've done so far. But right now, they're taking a step back with a whole bunch of in- injuries. Clippers not really surprising me. They've got a really good depth. Uh, to them, they remind me of that Pistons team that had no real superstar, but still won a championship, I believe. Uh, the Lakers, not really surprising me right now. They've had stretches where they've had, well, this recent stretch, they've, in my opinion, haven't played anyone too too crazy. Um, Pacers, that old depot against the Mavericks, I think that was a good win, um, but nothing too crazy. The Suns, they beat Spurs. They beat. They had to beat the Spurs. I don't think the Spurs were playing DeRozan that game. Uh, they beat the Grizzlies. I think that's a notable win. But right now, as you can see, the Grizzlies are slipping down the rankings. They, they I think they were number one uh, a few weeks ago, and then now they're slipping all the way down to number six. They're fifteen and eleven now. Um, and then they just recently beat the Heat. The Lakers did. And then, then he looks at losses against the Nuggets, Magic, Magic. Um, I mean, they're winning games that they should win. And they're winning occasional games where you can say that that's a good game. Uh, I'd like to see a bit more from them in the future. I think that uh, if I look at the schedule really quickly. Um, I'm playing against... Houston, Charlotte, Washington, Brooklyn. So those are all should be wins. Uh, but that's a road trip. But I don't think that they should lose to any of those teams. They might lose to Houston maybe. But Charlotte shouldn't lose to them. Washington shouldn't lose to them. Brooklyn shouldn't lose to them. Playing against New Orleans. they There's a good possibility that they lose. They play Memphis again. Uh, that's a toss-up really for me. And they play Golden State there. I'm not saying they're going to lose, um, but I think that their true test is going to be after that Golden State game where they play against, where they play against uh, Sacramento, uh, Clippers, Sacramento, Thunder, uh, I'm going to skip over the Knicks, Timberwolves, Dallas, Detroit, Utah, and Cleveland, Chicago. Those are easy wins unless something happens. Uh, and they play against the Thunder, Rockets, Warriors, Timberwolves. Suns, gonna skip over them. Saint Sixers, Clippers, Warriors, Indiana. I mean, they have Victor Oladipo. I'm guessing back. This is all. This is going into next year. Boston, Philadelphia. So, so they go. So I think that their test is gonna be early next year, uh, where a whole bunch of teams are good teams, playoff teams are gonna be playing against them. Uh, but no, the true team that I think really surprising right now. Is, is Dallas. Um, if I look at Dallas Mavericks 2017-2018 season. Let me look at how much they won. Last year, they finished 13th in the, in the Western Conference with a 24-58 record. This season, they are 7th in the Western Conference, the Western Conference, 
the same Western Conference that has the Warriors, Thunder, Nuggets, Clippers, Lakers, Grizzlies, Blazers, Kings, Spurs, Pelicans, Timberwolves, Jazz, Rocks, pretty much every single team aside from the Suns are playoff contenders. The Mavericks are sitting at number seven. After being the one of the worst teams in the Western Conference and in, in, in the NBA last season. Um, I think a lot of that has to come from their defense. Their defense, even though it's not like big flashy names on the defense, even though you have DeAndre Jordan who's there, uh, they're they're tenth in defensive rating at one hundred six point six. Um, I think that they just, I mean, like, how, how, how do I say this? I I believe that. Luka not Luka Doncic that is not only has that sort of passing and leadership impact on them but he adds a new sort of inspiration or more of a hope to them where 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 you see the level of play of everyone is is significantly increased they're 15th in offensive rating, 108.4, with Luka leading the charge. And it's not even like Dennis Smith Jr. had a horrible um, rookie season last year. He, he had a decent uh, year last year. But I think that with this draft, so far from what we can see, but we'll see a lot more later on the line throughout the rest of the season and years to come with Luka Doncic, whether, whether he really lives up to that potential that we see so far, um, what I think that the Mavericks have found so far in Luka Doncic is a true closer. Because uh, if I look at their games, and look at their schedule, full schedule. Um, let's look at this. First game, out to Phoenix. I'm going to leave a pass for that, uh, especially since the way that they've been playing now. But if they lose those Suns in the future, then that's a problem. Win by four against Minnesota. Win by six against Chicago. L2 Atlanta, L2 Toronto. I'll, I'll give a pass against Toronto, but not against Atlanta, no. You can't lose to Atlanta like that. Um, L2 Utah, L2 San Antonio, L2 LA, L2 New York. So this year after season, two and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, two and seven. And now they're 14 and 11. They went on, on a 12 and four run so right now. From, from, from that loss to, to New York where it's inexcusable. You don't lose to New York and Atlanta and Phoenix. Those are some of the worst teams in the NBA right now. They beat Washington. Good. They lost to Utah right afterwards. And then they beat Oklahoma City Thunder. I'm not sure if this is when they had Westbrook out. It might have been. But then they beat Chicago. They beat Utah. They beat the Warriors. This was when the Warriors had uh, Steph out, I believe. Um... They lost against Memphis, but they beat Brooklyn, Boston, Houston. Lost against LA, 
but they beat the Clippers, which was a tough game. Especially the way that the Clippers have been playing. Aside from their blowout loss tonight to, to the Raptors. They beat Portland by 9 points. They lost to New Orleans in a blowout. They uh, beat Houston by 3. They beat Orlando by 25. And in the previous game, uh, all the way back when they won against uh, Utah Wild back in, on November 14th, they won by 50 points. What I'm seeing so far as a trend for that team is that they're not usually going to win big, but they show up when it matters most. And their defense keeps them in these games. Their their defense is the difference in whether they win or lose in most of these games. And I think that with Jordan, uh, DeAndre Jordan, keeping the paint area guarded and secure it is really easy for them to sneak into the playoffs and be I wouldn't say a title contender but definitely make teams have a run for their money you look at Harrison Barnes he's been having on and off nights but when he has his on nights so far they they look pretty good. And Doncic is everything. I mean, he he's the clear front runner for rookie of the year, but there's nothing that they do that pops out at you and says, "Hey, this is the reason why they're winning." It's more of just as a collective unit there. They're doing spectacular. Um true shooting like I pointed out with uh, Minnesota. You know who has a top 10 true shooting percentage? Dallas. They're at 7 with 56.6. Which means they're hitting the three ball. They're shooting efficiently. They're shooting good shots and making them. You look at Luka's... Uh, recent game against Houston. The big headline scores 11 in crunch time to carry Dallas to a dub. The story against LA hits clutch shots to lead them to a victory. I think they found their guy. Story against Golden State. Good clutch defense by everyone and good offense as well story against Utah that 50 point dub suffocating defense the trend here is good defense and Luka Doncic plays like a baller plays like a hall of fame player um, effective field goal percentage. Again, counting even more the the three point shots. So if you have a high, and, and and you can look this up to 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 validify what I'm saying, if you want to. But what I'm saying is generally true. They're tenth in as of right now effective field goal percentage, which 
increases the value of the three ball, which means that they're hitting it. And a lot. Uh, I'm going to look at the three-point shooting team NBA right now. Three-point shooting frequency. Uh, Where's Dallas? Where's Dallas? Where's Dallas? Oh, there you go. All right. They are fifth in three-point shooting frequency at 39% of their shots. And 60.9% of their shots afterwards are are two-point. Pointers. You look at the Rockets leading with 49.3. They're leading the the, the second in that category of three-point uh, shooting frequency. Uh, who, who are the Milwaukee Bucks? They're leading them by five percentage. It does not mean they're hitting them. It just means that they're shooting them a lot. And you look at the Rockets. That was part of the problem. They were just shooting a whole bunch of threes, and they're only making 34 barely percent. You look at Dallas. They're not shooting as much. They're shooting 39.1% of their shots from three. But they're hitting 35.4%. Which means that they're taking a cautionary approach to shooting the three ball. So they don't rely on it as much. Uh, So far... What I see from Dallas is a good overall team that's functioning as a unit, unlike the Washington Wizards, the Jazz, and the Rockets, and the Timberwolves. And that's why right now, they're in the playoff hunt at number seven in the Western Conference. And that will do it now for this episode. Thank you for listening, and good night.